Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. John's secret past, Sydney's death, and Deborah takes John back? The Dirty John After Show starts right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Crazy love. We chose chose the most fitting song because Deborah is absolutely crazy in love, and it's crazy to see. It's insane. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to the Dirty John After Show. We are so excited to be here and see you. Today, we have a lot to go over. We're going over episode three and four today. So much to discuss. But before we get into it, hello to my amazing host, Tyra. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing awesome. Happy to be back. I know. John, after show, excited to talk. Just the two of us. Okay, never mind. Um, We do have a special segment that we are going to bring to our show, and it is the OMG moment of the week. And basically, out of the two episodes that we're going to go over, the one scene or quote or anything that shocked you the most. So Mm -hmm. we'll get into that in the end. But first, let's get right into episode three. Thoughts? What did you think? I thought this episode, I liked it because it really helped us understand John. It took us back to his past and it kind of like drew us to why he is where he is right now in a way. Yes. Um. So it was really cool to get that background and it was quite interesting and then again, just creepy. <laughs> yeah, like this person, I can't believe this person exists and he might be online dating at this moment, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I do want to just jump into his past life right Mm -hmm. away because that was just a huge part of this episode. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting when he talked to Tanya and said, my parents are monsters. I grew up really badly and I don't want you to contact them. So on one end, I felt like he was manipulating her and Mm -hmm. kind of singling her out so he doesn't contact his family um, just to kind of keep them separated. But on the end, on the other end, I thought it was it was crazy because he was admitting that he was raised by monsters. It's almost like he knows that he was raised in a bad mm-hmm. environment. So it's like, does he know right from wrong? Right. I I felt that too, but I also felt that in a way it should have been a warning sign for her. Like, okay, he doesn't want to talk about his past at all. Something's right, not right. Like, I don't know. In the, in those beginning stages of dating, you it's important to like learn about their family history. So if he's like, don't make contact with them, they're monsters. In my mind, I'm like, okay, what am I getting myself into? So, and for her to kind of just like brush it off to me was kind of strange. Like, it just immediately, instantly would have been a red flag for me. <laughs> but then do you see how he's like, I they are terrible people and I just don't want to associate with them anymore. Like, I'm better than that. Like, do you see that side of it? Or is it just still, like, it's, red flag I don't central? No, <laughs> it's just red flag central for yeah. me with John right now. It could be <laughs> that. Um, but... I don't know. He he didn't really give her any proof that he was better. I mean, what he when he met her, like she was helping him get into medical school or something mm-hmm. that I saw in the beginning. So it's not like he just had it all together on a silver platter. Right. So I don't know. I 
I can see it either way, maybe. Yeah, and I, th- I thought it was interesting the way that their relationship played out. Kind of similar to uh, her, him and Deborah's. Mm-hmm. Everything kind of seems perfect in the beginning or, you know, yeah, normal. And then all of a sudden they have two kids. They're right. married. And then she meets his mistress, girlfriend. It's crazy. That was a crazy point in the story. And I think that she comes home and she, like, has this realization that her husband is not who mm-hmm. she thinks he is. What was insane about it? It was it's it was like ten months. She said, like, and then see, okay, it actually kind of it it turned me, flipped me for a loop. Is that the phrase? Um, sure. Because the way um, the mistress like confronted her about it, I thought it was going to be like, you need to run, you need to get away from him. He's crazy. I've previously dated him in the past. Like that's how she kind of approached her when um, she told when Tanya um, told her like, this is my husband. So for her to come back home and say oh, this is your mistress. It was kind of weird. Like, I guess in a way, maybe she the mistress just felt guilty because maybe she possibly knew that he was married. Um, but I just thought that reaction was kind of weird. Well, I, I didn't feel like the mistress had anything wrong with him. Like, they were still fine. There was... Mm-hmm. I don't think that the mistress was scared of John yet. I think that they were just currently dating. Okay. And it just threw her th- for a loop. Maybe. Okay. That's kind of what I... I didn't get it that they had, like, broken up, and she was like, oh my god, you need to watch out for this guy. She He's crazy. She kind of, like, flustered to me. But I guess it could have just been that shock of just like, oh, hey, oh, we're dating the same shoot. person. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would suck. Um, but jumping to the podcast, because I did listen to it, um, the Tanya was interviewed, and she said that this was after 10 years of being oh. in a relationship with him. Okay, so it wasn't 10 months. It was 10 years. Yeah, I can't remember what exactly it was in the uh-huh. show, but I thought that was crazy. Like, mm-hmm. can you imagine being married to someone or being in a relationship for 10 years, having two kids, and then all of a sudden seeing these little red flags yeah. of not knowing who this person is? Yeah. That it's just... It sucks because in a way it's just like, how did I not see this? And then it's just like, well, how can I get out of this? I have two kids by, like, him now. I'm trapped in a way. I know. And I think that we saw that a lot with the um, banging down of the door when he's trying to get in, when he moves out of the house and everything. Mm -hmm. But before we get to that, I do want to touch on podcasts. And there's a bunch of great podcasts out there. And Tyra, you're going to tell us what is available. Of course. So, um, of course, we love... um, we love that you guys tune in, watch us um, every week. But we also want um, we also want to just thank you for making us the ESPN TV Talk, and for us to continue to grow. We could use your help. If you're on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on U- iTunes, please give us a five star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. Being a part of AfterBuzz has truly meant so much to all of us, um, and we're truly we truly appreciate your support and. And helping us do what we love. Don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying our shows. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> okay, so I want to jump back into the relationship with John and the girlfriend. Okay. When Tanya confronts him, um, he's kind of reacts really oddly. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't get... Well, he does get mad, but he just has a strange reaction, and he makes a, a weird note. He says she even looks expensive. So basically claiming that he's only with her for her money. Um do you think that that's why he's dating all these women or I mean at this point it just seems like he's an opportunist so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised but then in a way he kind of said it like you know she looks expensive like this could be help for us like I don't know it's, he kind of got like <laughs> twisty with it or that's what I kind of got out of that conversation 
Okay, do you think that John actually loves Tanya? This is what I get confused about. Like, does he actually love these women? Let's let's go with Tanya first because she is the wife. Yeah. The first wife. I don't... John has me so messed up. <laughs> um, I don't... Personally, I don't know if he sincerely does love these women. I think it's just any opportunity. Like, maybe... Like you said, he comes from a crazy background or, you know, crazy... I, home or whatever so maybe these women that he's finding like I don't know like like I said it before like Tanya kind of helped him get into the medical field mm-hmm. and then like now with Deborah, like she got a house and all things of yeah. those things so maybe it's just like him just being an opportunist and just finding somewhere where he can be stable no matter if he loves the woman or not yeah and I mean back to the podcast like 10 years that's a long time to be with someone have two kids mm-hmm. like I would think that there is some part of you that is real and genuine and loves the person that you're with. And it could be, but it's just like, he's just nuts inside. Well, I think like apart from that, like there is that side, but then also he has the crazy side, right? Mm -hmm. Um, In the podcast also, a bunch of his ex-girlfriends were interviewed and they said um, a lot of them were like naive at the time and Mm -hmm. like in a position where they really needed someone to take care of them and not naive, what's the word? Vulnerable. Um, and, and a lot of them were kind of in the same position. That's when John swooped in and took advantage of them. So that just seems to be his, Mm. the type of women that he goes for is just, you know, women with, that are single with kids or they just need somebody and they're very receptive to any sort of love that they get. Yeah. And I guess now looking back on it, I do kind of see that with Tanya because we know that's clear for Deborah. but with Tanya, she did kind of seem like maybe she was just, very vulnerable and it was just like this man just that she randomly met at a bar just slept her off her feet and yeah. isn't that interesting like he met her at a bar and then he meets um well I guess he showed up to her to Deborah's house but still they go and like have dinner and stuff I don't know it's just kind of like it's just like a cycle in yeah a way. I think it was the whole episode was totally showing back like back and forth you know Tanya's relationship with him, and then also Deborah's mm-hmm. relationship it was and like how they're similar. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think Tanya starts to see all these red flags. Right, we have the girlfriend, huge red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the do 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 the nurse that sees John stealing drugs. Mm-hmm. That's a huge red flag. Yeah, I think that's when she starts to realize, like, okay, whoa, my husband really isn't. Who yeah. he says he and is. She, and she, like, went insane. Like, okay, this can affect my future, my career, my kids. Like, she went in the house, like, destroying everything, trying to find it. And then just for her to find it in the kids' toys. Like, that would have just been like, okay, this is... Like, what if the kids could have gotten a hold of it? Or... Yeah. It's just insane. Yeah. And then she kind of gets confirmation with the friend, right? She sits down with the old college friend, and he tells her all, like, the old little scams that John mm-hmm. used to run in college. And she's like, wow, I guess I really kind of don't know who I'm marrying. Like, this person just isn't suddenly becoming this way. Mm -hmm. He's been like this his entire life. Yeah. So... I actually want to, like... See, I wish they could have, like, tapped more into the friends. Because, like, you saw in the videos, they were like, run while you can or get out. But, of course, it was like... Yes. You would think it's, like, just wedding day humor, like, recording for memories. But... Frat guys. Right. But it would have been cool if we would have gotten a little more, or maybe we will deeper, like, in next episodes to come, Mm -hmm. get a little more inside of his background so we can kind of, I don't know, get an understanding and puzzle and place together why he is the way he is. Tidbit. Um, Oxygen also has a Dirty John 
um, Ooh, like a documentary? show. Yeah, but it's an hour and a half, so you can bit, literally binge the whole story in an mm-hmm. hour and a half, and it's really interesting. Again, like it, it um, interviews Tanya, his ex girlfriends, obviously Deborah and Tara, and they do go into the wedding a little bit, and they say that he didn't have any family there at all. He mm-hmm. had like a couple friends, and even the friends that were there just like weren't that close to him. And so it was just kind of like this weird like, like oh, gosh, energy. Come. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wait, <laughs> hey, you want to be my best man? Like right. I don't really talk to you. So I thought that was interesting. Like he just really doesn't have anybody close around him. Yeah. That's kind of how they made it sound. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's it's strange. <laughs> Red flag again. Okay, so Deborah basically, let's transfer back to, you know, present day mm-hmm. episode. Um, Deborah kind of increasingly starts to pay attention to the red flags that are happening. Mm-hmm. Now, I just have a note that doesn't have anything to do with this. I think Connie Britton is a really good actress. Yeah. Do you think so? Yeah, she's like playing it well. <laughs> like, even her little mannerisms and expressions, I think she's so, so good. I was reading, um, I was in this, like, random Facebook group, and someone was saying how she was such a, they're like, she is such a bad actress in that Dirty John show, like, she's not doing a good job, and she's, and I just, I couldn't disagree more. I think she's just doing, she's so believable, mm-hmm. and she's so genuine and kind, and it's, she's just a good actress. I just she had to throw that you, in like, there. She really understand and believe that this girl was just literally just... I don't know, just clueless. <laughs> Crazy. Okay, so Deb meets with the lawyer, and um, I thought it was crazy because the lawyer's telling her all of these things about John. Mm-hmm. And even then, she's still not entirely sure I, that it's true. I think I wrote it down somewhere. I, I can't even find it. But I literally, <laughs> like, marked how people are telling her, and she still thinks that, oh, yeah. Um, she says, I put, she says, like, is it possible that it's not him? Like, questions that all of the documents or whatever that she found, like, maybe it could be someone who stole his identity or something. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, is she insane? Like, it's in her face. (laughs) She does, she literally does not want to believe it. Um, And I thought it was, it was um, a a weird moment when the lawyer asked, she's like, okay, are you going to want to get an annulment? And kind of the face that Deborah gives is just like, whoa, like, am I actually going to have to get divorced from this person? I think that she's in so much denial that Mm -hmm. even going to that next step of getting an annulment or splitting up from this person is just out of this world and she can't believe it. Or maybe it could have just been like, I really screwed up, like, a divorce. Like, we just got married. I don't know. (laughs) Totally. And um, Toby, or excuse me, Ronnie confronts Deborah about the um, confrontation between Okay, Ron, between yes, um, finding John, out, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. Finding out that they were married. I loved yes. Ronnie in this episode. She was just like, Mom, get your stuff together. You need to get out of there. I heard about the wedding. Like, are you insane? Like, she had this fear, fierceness about her the whole episode where she, like, packed her mom up, yeah. got her out, like, I really enjoyed her character. I just had to throw that in there. I, was, I didn't know if we were going to talk no, about it. I was like, I, I have absolutely. To. <laughs> absolutely. I kind of liked their whole relationship the whole episode because they were kind of butting heads mm-hmm. the past couple episodes and they were going to therapy and trying yeah. to work it out and not getting along. And then you kind of see them, you know, join together and get the hotel room and do the wigs and... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was like a good mother-daughter moment. It was. And it was just like she finally got that, oh, my God, my mom is on the right track. Like, we finally got her out of the house. But even going back to what you were saying, when she did confront her, Deb was still kind of just like, 
oh yeah, it happened. Like, it wasn't like, I'm so sorry. It was just like, well, yeah, I was going to tell you we planned. It was just like, what? Like, yeah. how do you just act calmly about it when your daughter is clearly upset and walking in to confront you? Like, why would you do this? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the craziest story that I don't think that they touch on in the actual episode, but they, mm-hmm. t- they touch on in um, the podcast is that he had a bunch of restraining orders taken out against him from female cops that were worried about their own safety against him. So are you, you know I how the, to listen to this I know, podcast. I know, <laughs> but in the show, you know how the lawyer says, I can't represent you because you have too many. He goes after all the other lawyers. Mm-hmm. Any, any lawyer that comes after him, he goes after them. And it's just like too much of a mm-hmm. F story. Um, so relating to that, I think that there was lots of like female detectives or policemen in real life that actually put restraining orders against him because they were scared of him and they feared for his life. How can their life? Literally, me. that I don't know. John just throws me for a loop every episode. How do you have all of these people in like in fear of you? Also, like, how does that happen? I don't know. Is it because, like, I guess with lawyers, maybe he lost his cases or so he threatened them or... How does it happen and you're not in jail? Right. <laughs> like, so the many things. The number one question. <laughs> right. And so he, he did, from the show, he did serve six months congruent mm-hmm. sentences and then got out. But it just shows that our justice system is so beyond mm-hmm. effed up. Um, one thing about the justice system that they do talk about in the Oxygen show was that um, John would be threatening Deb over the phone and saying all these crazy things. Um, and or was it Deb or Tanya? I'm sorry. It was Tanya, the first wife. And she had to hand over her kids to them at the end of the day and pass on, you know, his turn for childcare. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if she doesn't do that, then she gets arrested. Yet she's having to pass on her kids to a potentially dangerous person. Yeah, he's their father, but that's just crazy to me. I don't know. Yeah. I. How does that make sense in this world? How? how? Does it, make, it, it just doesn't. Like, it does not. Because at, at this point, I don't even feel confident in, like, confiding in these people because he's just turning around and just, like, flipping the script. And now they're scared of him. And it's just like, how does one man put this much fear in people? I don't know. It's weird. I guess how he was raised. <laughs> I need to know this background. By monsters. <laughs> well, good to know. We, they, they do show some stuff, so okay. that's good to know. Cool. So I think the main point of this episode is that show the big uh, thing is showing that Deb is not alone. She's not the only victim. And the way they do that is showing how Tanya fell in love with John mm-hmm. and through her eyes. Because I think for the audience, it's really hard to understand, you know, oh, wow, you know, he's a bad guy. How, how does one fall in love with mm-hmm. him? But then seeing through Tanya, it's 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 understandable. They were together for a long time. He seemed like a really good guy. Yeah. Until a long, you know, a long time later. So So maybe he did genuinely love her, or maybe it was a thing, or he was just waiting for that perfect time to, I don't know, just flip. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy, but he must be really good and better or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's the only reason why. Like, why else? I'm not sure. (laughs) All right. We are going to move on to the next episode. Perfect. So, another flashback. We get to see this relationship between Deborah's mom, Arlene, and Sydney, the daughter, and Bobby. So, what do you think? This episode, it... It was it was crazy and it just kind of 
I don't want to say it kind of confirmed, but it kind of made me look at their mom in a different light. Mm-hmm. I definitely felt like this is where Deborah gets it from. Like her mm-hmm. mom is naive, clearly, and she takes the sides of all of her daughter's spouses or whoever. And totally. I don't know. It was just like it was. It was this episode was just kind of crazy for me. <laughs> I know, and it was confusing because obviously it's an episode, so there's only so much that you can get into, but. It's like these two people are fighting. They're not getting along. Sydney's over it. She wants a divorce. And then her husband kills her. Like, it's like, what led up to it? I'd I'd love to know more background of Bobby, which obviously they can't get into in this short amount of time. But, I mean, is there mental issues there? Like, what else happened besides some fighting? Right. Or maybe he was just like, I don't know. I think he was just probably insecure maybe Mm -hmm. that's my assumption like I mean like as you kind of saw like her character she was really pretty you know she had a lot going for herself she was determined like you can tell she was an independent woman like she was like I'm I can leave like I don't need him right and he seemed like this was this is my treasure like I'm nothing without her so maybe it could have just been one of those things like I mean I know they said they grew up together or whatever but Maybe he just felt like he was nothing without her and it was just like well if I can't have you nobody can and then yeah, I feel like that's actually a really, really good point. And he seemed super controlling and insecurity yeah, combined with controlling. Mm-hmm. She said she wasn't allowed to wear bikinis, go grocery shopping alone. Yeah. Like, what? What if I need some milk? I don't I don't know. I can't go to the store without my husband. But even when she said that, she was just really kind of calm about it. Like she was like, Mom, I'm leaving. He's crazy. I would have been like, Mom, he has a problem. I can't even go to the store. Like it yeah. was kind of just like a brush off, whatever, I'm over him, and then boom, he's dead. <laughs> I mean, well, she's dead. And it's just weird. It's like these women in this family seem to get manipulated and taken advantage of, like all of Let's them. See, I got a different vibe from um, Sydney. Cindy? Sydney? Sydney. Sydney. I got a different vibe from her. I think she was more of the firm one that kind of like knew her worth and just knew like, I'm sick of this. I deserve more. Whereas, as you saw, the mom was just like, well, I think you should give him a chance. And, you know, having talks with both of them. Like, I think she was the strong sister or just the strong family member and everyone else was just kind of like in the clouds about everything. Totally. But then that makes me also think, well, what happened with the with their mom? Like, we haven't seen her I know. with, like, Like, her what husband. happened in her childhood? So maybe, I don't know, maybe it could be one of those things where it's, like, how kind of, like, how Ronnie is, like, they both grew up seeing how their mom dealt with the... These are just my random yeah. assumptions. Random but, thoughts. like, they saw how their mom, like, dealt with men and, like, Sydney, she was more of a, I'm not going through this, like, Ronnie, and then Deb kind of just fell through that naive trap, just mm-hmm. like her mom. I don't know. Absolutely. I think they are totally all doing the same stuff, and it's because of how they were raised. But I have a question. So the whole episode kind of revolves around forgiveness, and the mom seems Mm -hmm. to easily forgive Bobby for killing her daughter. When is it okay (laughs) to forgive, and when is it not? I just think there is a (laughs) fine... When is the line? Where's the line? There is a fine line when it comes to forgiveness. Like, for God's sake, he killed your daughter. Like, I get it. You genuinely loved him. But right is right and wrong is wrong. And I don't know. It just kind of... I don't know if it was to the point where 
Bobby manipulated her to the points for her to go on the stand and say that she forgave him. Maybe it was to help her his sentencing, I or know, that was so bizarre. Maybe it was like because she still had that compassionate thought about her grandson or something like that. Yeah. But I just didn't. I don't know. That kind of confused me too. Like, are you really just like super calm about this? Like, he killed your daughter. <laughs> yeah. Even her reaction, like after it happened, she just immediately started praying and saying that she was going to get through this. And I think they have this, like, she's this really strong mentality, like, I can get, I can get through it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you can't always get, like, you have to cry. You have to. And I thought it was weird also when, like, the police came in, they broke the news, like, she kind of broke down. Then she goes in the room and just, like, tells poor Toby and then just goes, okay, so stay in here and watch some TV. I'm going to go out. I'm like, what? Like, you just told this kid his mom is dead. And you, I mean, I guess maybe that was her way of dealing with it and coping because she did break out and she probably didn't want to, like, want him to see her break down. But it was just weird for me to just leave him alone in that space, young, not understanding and it's just like my dad of all people it wasn't like a random senseless murder like my dad did it and you just left me in there stranded to think about what just happened yeah she just totally had that composure and it was bizarre to see because i think normal people would just break down start crying freak out i would be like running to find him (laughs) (laughs) watch out time's coming (laughs) okay so i want to jump to back into how John is stuck in the hospital and Deborah goes and essentially confronts him. And first of all, she's like ignoring him while she's in hiding, right? Mm-hmm. And she's not answering his phone call. She's ignoring his texts. She's in a hotel. Um, but then she shows up at the hospital. Did you expect her to show up at the hospital? Or are you just I, not surprised anymore by her actions? No, I, <laughs> after the, the episode before this and just like her, like, after she went through, well, went down and they broke down to her what he's done in the past. And, like, I really thought her mind was made up. I mean, she packed up the house. She moved. Like, she was working on her will and getting a restraining order. I didn't expect that. I thought it was just, like, I thought she was on a right, the right path. And I was like, okay, maybe Deborah is not as, you know... I don't know, vulnerable as I thought she was. And mm-hmm. then she pops at the hospital, and I'm like, okay, well, that's that. <laughs> right. And I, I think this is a huge scene in the show because she's finally confronting him for everything that she's heard, right? Mm-hmm. And she kind of, like, goes through a list of everything. Like, you've done this, you've done this, the restraining orders. And he just basically has an excuse for every single thing. Um, I was watching the after show on Bravo, and the actor who plays John Eric Bana. I don't know how to say his last name. He's Australian, by the way. Fun fact. (laughs) Um, He was saying, like, this was the most important scene of the whole series because he really had to convince her that he wasn't this terrible person. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, kind of all or nothing, fight or flight, right? Like, without this conversation. Like, if you don't do this conversation well, like, she's going to leave you. Right. So somehow... I don't know how. He makes an excuse for everything, and I can't believe that she's believing him because he's like, that's not me. Like, every excuse in the book. And then finally he just blames it on drugs. And, I mean, I guess that's a better out, right? Because you can say the drugs make me crazy, and I think that kind of gives her a little bit of sympathy. I guess, but it's just still, for me, I just still didn't believe it. It's still not believable. I mean... Yeah, maybe like maybe drugs, but it takes deep thought to go to do the things that he's done. Like, I don't know. I just think yeah. like 
when you think of people who are on drugs, they're not really in their right mind. They're kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, it's kind of, it's different than being smart and manipulative. I mean, I wouldn't know, but I'm just saying what you see. Right. Like, you know. Right. I don't know. It was just, it was a weird out. He could have come up with something better. <laughs> well, apparently it worked, but. Well, clearly. <laughs> I mean, I think that it's, women are his projects, right? Like, he meets these women, he manipulates them, and he totally, I don't know. What what is his purpose in it? Like, what is in it for John? Is it money, sex, power? I think what it's power is it? and money, but I feel like we won't know until we understand his background. Like, I think it all just goes back to why, what made him become this monster? That's what I'm just trying to figure out because I don't, I would hope men just don't, like, purposely want to just ruin lives and just take over, you know, powerful women. I don't know. It's I'm just trying to figure out get to the core of why he's the way he is. And then I'm like, does he love Deb at all? Like, there is this little part of me that wants to believe that even though he's, like, crazy mm-hmm. and does all this stuff and takes control of the situation, like, does he like Deb? Like, does he like these women at all? Yeah. Or is it all just a game? I don't know. I mean, the marriage thing, like, fine, I get that. But I wonder if when he was dating these women, I mean, he had to like them a little bit, right? I mean, yeah. He must be to attracted them. to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. But, I mean, I don't know. People who just want money and just, yeah, they may just brush over the fact that if someone is not, you know, cute or beautiful or whatever. Yeah. Ugh, I don't know. So, so crazy. But I think the overview of this episode is... Deborah did not listen to her intuition. I think deep down inside, she she kind of thinks that there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. But the reason why she keeps taking him back is because of the way that she was raised and because of her family. Mm-hmm. And she saw her mom easily forgive Bobby. Wow. Right? Right? You're right. And, and he did something crazy. Way insane. worse. So she's like, okay, well, if my mom can forgive Bobby for killing my sister... My family can take John back for his, you know. In which I'm sure the mom will. (laughs) Yeah. And then there is that moment where Deb goes, Deb is having the conversation with her mom. And she goes, well, John didn't actually do anything to me. He just lied to me. Do you remember that? Oh, my God. I don't remember that. It was such a pivotal scene because she was, like, still in denial thinking that he hadn't done anything to her. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, he had lied and that is bad, but he hadn't, like, physically done anything or harmed her or anything or stolen from her. And that's where I just, I just question Deb's mom. Like, (laughs) what kind of parent are you? Like, especially just knowing what happened to the oldest, well, I don't know if she was the oldest or youngest, but knowing what happened to her sister, like, how can you just easily put trust in just another man like I don't know that would just like haunt me like I would be protecting the daughter that I have now with her like my life just making sure she doesn't make the same mistakes and I would be picking up on those crazy things like I don't know I don't know it stresses me out like it happens (laughs) once how could it possibly happen again yeah and I think Deb is just so like seeing everything that happened she's just so easy and willing to forget exactly and then it just doesn't help that her mom isn't that strong person to tell her yes or no because like i mean her daughter can tell her but at the end of the day you're a mom listening to your daughter you're still gonna go well she doesn't know what's right like i'm the adult or whatever so to not even get that confirmation from your mom it's just like well maybe i am doing this like maybe i'm not wrong or maybe i don't know this 
it's just a really messed up situation. <laughs> it's such a messed up situation, but it, it clearly gives us such a like clear idea of why Deb is mm-hmm. acting the way she's acting mm-hmm. and taking him back and accepting him even after everything that she's heard about him. Yeah, it just all goes back to that foundation of your upbringing and I don't know. I just strongly believe that about everything. I know, I know. <laughs> Hope, yeah, you better have good parents or a good, you know, upbringing or else... And that's why you should also learn about your spouse's (laughs) background, but, I mean, no one knows. (laughs) Are you online dating? Are you single or in a relationship? I'm single. I'm not online dating. I have not gotten into the apps or anything. I don't know. I just... Do you want to now that you've uh, watched the show? (laughs) But I've never just felt the need to do that. I'm such a, oh, my, the love of my life will just, like, pop up or, I don't know, like a hopeless romantic. So I can't, no. Okay. No, but, and definitely after this, clearly I'm not doing it. (laughs) How about you? Um, I hate online dating so much. I hate it more than life itself. Yeah. Um, I would rather, like, go to a bar by myself than online date. So yeah, I, I don't know, but, you know. The crazies are everywhere, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay, uh, final thoughts of this episode. Anything else to add? No, it was just insane. <laughs> um, it confirmed why Deb is the way she is. Yes. And it just bl- threw me for a loop to know that she's back with him. And I'm just really curious to see what, like, what is going to be the explanation? How, where are they going to live? Like, what is next on this next episode? How is our daughter going to feel? Like... So many questions. It's just so many questions. So many just questions. Just another built up. When we thought we were one step forward, we're just 20 steps back. <laughs> but you know what I like about this show is there's a lot jam-packed into mm-hmm. each episode. Like, even after the first episode, they just get right into it. Yeah. And- because I'm not going to lie, the first two episodes were good, but I was kind of just like, okay. Mm. But these two were like, all right, Tyra, this is good. Like, let's you. let's get in. <laughs> well, speaking of... Oh, God. <laughs> Let's get into our oh my god moment of the week. Oh my god. You watch Friends, right? I don't. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. My god. Okay, okay, it's on Netflix. I'm gonna get caught up and Jesus. then we can talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> Start from no, whatever. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay, so what was your oh my god moment of the week for either episode three or four? Okay. I'm, oh my god moment was I would have to say Deb's mom took the cake. Yeah. When, just with her forgiveness about you know killing um, Bobby killing her daughter and just like you know her just being so overly understanding about these men that are women that her daughters you know are dating or just in general. I just couldn't believe her as a mother that she was I don't know. I just feel like she's not this is mean, but I just don't think I don't think she's a strong woman. Like, how are you just as naive? That was my OMG. Like everything else was crazy, but it was just the principle that she gives these men so many chances and just the fact that even when, you know, Sydney came to her about her issues with Bobby, she was still like, you know, give him a chance or blah blah blah. Like mm-hmm. it was I don't know. She was my OMG. <laughs> yeah. She was like, Oh my god, what are you doing? Okay, so my OMG moment of the week is a quote from John, and he's talking to Tanya when he's, like, crazy, I don't know, driving, I don't know what he's doing, but they're on the phone. Mm-hmm. And he says, you should enjoy your time left on this earth. Promise you'll remember it was me. Basically insinuating that he's going to kill her. Yeah. 
And FYI, in the oxygen special, you guys have a lot of homework to do. If you have a lot of, I have a lot of homework. A, to do. a lot of catching up, Dirty John. Um, they actually have the tape of that. Like she, at that point, she'd been Tanya had been talking to the cops, and they wanted her to record conversations. And so she has that actual phone call recorded. And he oh says that, God. and it is creepy AF. No, I literally just got like this big like, chills. No, with you saying that, like yeah. I don't even know if I want to go back. I don't know. I just made it. Like confirm. Well, I know it's a real story, but that's scary. I know, and also they kept on showing a bunch of pictures from like of him with these women and throughout his life, and he was just so nice looking, like Mm -hmm. attractive, friendly. Like how they get him. I know, but even (laughs) even after hearing the whole story and hearing these crazy conversations, like still when they showed his picture, I was like, that guy. Like he looks so normal i have to go watch this i have you've to. got to you've got to it's good and they add a lot of tidbits but you have to wait until yeah you know yeah so i don't <laughs> she doesn't spoil it okay well speaking of that let's get into predictions and now you're after buzz tv predictions I just had a good prediction. I'm like what? trying to think about it. Oh, did you lose it? <laughs> yes, I'm so sad. So you it. Well, I've seen the show, oh, yeah. so I can't predict it. Unfortunately. Um, okay, <laughs> predictions. Um, I predict that I guess the next episode, it's just going to be the end for her for Deborah's relationship with Veronica. I think she's just mm. going to find out that her mom is back with him and mm-hmm. it's just going to be a huge blow up. Mm. I don't know. Good. All right. Maybe. I can't wait to see it. But okay, that's what I'm sorry. This is completely off, but remember the scene in the last episode where Deb was pulling up and a guy older guy was getting in the car? Yes. Was that Bobby? Yes. Okay, so I want to know if I'm predicting maybe he's going to be in this next episode and we can kind of get a better understanding of what was going on and Mm. how did he get out of prison? Was that him? Yeah, it was. Okay, okay. And also, like, the way that... We didn't talk about this, but I thought it was weird how it... She seemed pretty against Bobby, Mm -hmm. but yet her mom has been totally, like, forgived her, forgiving Bobby, so it was just, like, a weird dynamic, but then she's not forgiving, so it's confusing. Yeah, so... I think Bobby's going to come back. That's my prediction. All right. Veronica and Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about them. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for watching. Such a great time. Where can everybody find you on social media? Hey, guys. You can find me on all social media platforms at underscore Tyra Prude. You guys can find me on Instagram at Shanti underscore Christina or Shanti. Tweet me at Shanti Christina. Thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you next Tuesday for the next two episodes. Have a good night. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.